When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you ever say something that it's just kind of dumb in front of people? Or maybe you made a mistake and people kind of looked at you kind of weird. Or maybe you actually hurt someone's feelings by saying something just dumb and you regretted it afterwards. And it just made you feel like a failure. And so that's what we're going to talk about in this episode of the Mental Health Today show coming right up. Hello and welcome to the Mental Health Today show. My name is John Cordray and I'm a board certified counselor and I help people all over the world work on their mental health and uh, trying to overcome those feelings of what's wrong with me, I'm crazy, no one gets me. And so this podcast is dedicated to all of you who struggle with mental health and some capacity. Maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's depression, maybe uh, it's just you have a loved one and you're trying to help them overcome uh, their their mental illness and you're wanting to learn more. What can I do to help them? And so this is a place for you. And, and I want to be an encouragement to you. Uh, you are an encouragement to me as uh, some of my longtime listeners probably know I, I have taken a quite a long of a break. <laughs> Um, but it's good to be back. Uh, a lot has happened in my life personally. Uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll be talking a little bit about that in, uh, in this podcast or, or in the future ones to come. But I want to talk about this feeling of inadequacy or feeling like a failure. And I'm sure most, if not all of you have done something in your life. Uh, maybe it was at work. Maybe it's at school. Uh, maybe it's in, in a relationship or friendship in your marriage and you just screwed up so bad and that uh, maybe was not the first time. Maybe you screwed up many times and the, the, the feeling of that you're a failure, that feeling like there's something wrong with you. Like, what did you do wrong? What did I do wrong this time? Or I failed again. So there must be something wrong with me. And so if that's you, I want to talk a little bit about that because uh, that's uh, something that uh, you can have a thought, you can have a feeling and it can uh, fade away or you can have that, that feeling that turns into a belief that somehow what you did or what you didn't do, the mistake that you made, that you really are a failure 
And if you're a failure, then why would anyone ever want to like you or be around you? Does that sound familiar? Maybe you, um, maybe you were trying to uh, climb up the ladder, so to speak, in your job, and, and you thought you were doing really well, and then your boss comes and uh, maybe gives you a poor evaluation, or, or maybe uh, just you got really chewed out by your boss because you messed up. Or maybe, maybe you got a bad grade, uh, whether at, at, at school whether, or college and, or on your test, and you got a bad grade and you really thought you did well. Uh, and here you got a bad grade. Maybe, maybe it was enough. And when those things happen, these things in your mind kind of flash through your mind that everything you've done in the past, it's just one more thing. This is just one more thing of all the things that you've done. And all those things tend to add up and you, you really start to think about the negative part of your life. And then you start thinking about your purpose and your, and the meaning of your life. And, and maybe, maybe you've just made one too many mistakes and that inner critic in, in that voice starts to creep in and say, see, I told you you were no good. See, you're an idiot. Why, why would you even think that you can get that promotion? Or maybe you've gone into an interview and you messed up and it's just like confirmation so I just always thought something was wrong with me. And here, this is another thing, and this other person disproved it. I'm a failure. So I want to talk about, there. there's a difference of, of feeling like a failure and believing that you're a failure. So on one hand, you could say, well, I feel like I failed. Or the other hand is, I am a failure. You see the difference? You you can feel like you're a failure because maybe you messed up in some some capacity. So you have that feeling. But when you start to believe you are a failure, I am a failure because I've done stupid things too many times in my life. I'm a failure. So those are two different things. And I want to address both of them today. So one, I feel like a failure. It's a feeling. It's a feeling that, man, I blew it again. <laughs> I blew it again. I feel terrible. Uh, but it's not the end of the world. You see, the feeling eventually fades. The feeling eventually goes away and you kind of forget about it and you move on with your life. It's just one more thing. You know, you can think of, oh, yeah, this is a mistake and I wish it didn't happen, but it did, but I'm going to be okay. I'm going to move on and I'll do better next time. So that's a feeling and it's okay to have feelings. <laughs> you're, you're a human being. Human beings, humans are it's supposed to have feelings. We were created to have feelings and, and, uh, feeling sad, feeling down, feeling happy, feeling mad. All those emotions are normal. Those are things that make us human. So obviously when you make a mistake, it's, you're going to feel like I failed at this, but it's when you start to look at that failure and interpret it as you as a person and you look at it with through through this lens of perfectionism 
And you feel like that because you didn't do this thing correctly and because you failed, then no one's going to like you and your life is over. Why move on? Why even try again? Because that's the belief that somehow these feelings of being inadequate at something, it, it, it somewhere along the line, you've interpreted it as that's me as a person. I'm a failure as a person. And most of the time, when you start to interpret it that way, that there's something wrong with you, that, that innately there's something wrong with you as a person, most of the time that can be traced back to your childhood. Not all the time, but a lot of the times. Because when you are young, your feelings are valid, but they're also very tender. They're very new. And so when you made a mistake and someone as, as a child and someone said, uh, why did you do that? Or you're dumb. Or somehow they shamed you for making that mistake. Then that, then as a young child with a young brain, and by the way, our brains do not fully develop until around 25, maybe a little later uh, in, in late, late twenties. So when your mind and your brain is starting just, just starting to develop right along with the rest of your body and someone points out to you, your mistake and there's something wrong with you. Why did you do that? How could you, or I'm ashamed of you, or I'm disappointed in you, or they made you embarrassed in some way. I had a client years ago. Uh, he was in his forties and he, we were talking about his anxiety and, and how he felt like every time he made a mistake that he just felt like there's something just terrible about him. And as we started to talk about his childhood, uh, he revealed that there was a time that made a huge impact, a negative impact on his life. And it was at school and he was uh, in class and his, his teacher got mad at him. And, and instead of the teacher going up to him and kind of whispering to him or taking him out to the hallway to talk to him, uh, this teacher just uh, shamed him in front of the entire class. And uh, I, I can't remember exactly what he was doing, but it was probably just talking in class. And the teacher was frustrated, and I get it. <laughs> I've I've actually tried to teach class before, uh, and it can be frustrating. And and so this teacher must have been very frustrated. And instead of taking the time and and take walking this uh, my client or the student out in the hallway and and talking to him. Uh, the teacher called him up in front of the, the entire class and made him stand in front of the class. And this teacher decided to make an example of him. And obviously there were other students talking as well. Uh, but here my client is talking about a time that was impactful in a negative way. And this teacher called him up in front of the class and the teacher was so wrongly said to the class, class, this is what you are not to do. You are not to be like this person in class. 
We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week, we talk about the curious things that people do. This show is for you when you're in the mood for unscripted, lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and just a smattering of psychology and information you can use. I promise we will make your day pass a little faster and put a smile on your face. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like human. Please follow the link in the show notes. Can you imagine what that would have done or what that did do to this young boy who is now in his 40s in my office talking about anxiety? You see, anxiety and that feeling of shame, it it does not always go away. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it's very raw and sometimes it's a trigger and it stays with us. Uh, it's that's the, the the part of growing up and our brains are still developing. And when those things happen, those embarrassing moments, the times of feeling shamed and the times of feeling like you are uh, a huge mistake or a big burden. If those times happen when you are young, they stay there. No matter how hard we try to bury them or forget them, somehow, some way they come out as an adult. And when you make a mistake and you feel like a failure and it just makes you cringe at thinking about yourself as a person because everyone else is better than you, right? I mean, that's essentially how you feel when you make a mistake. And if you struggle with feeling like a failure and believing that you're a failure, you believe everyone else is better and you're worse and everybody else would be better without you or, uh, why be friends with you? And then it kind of turns into isolation. You know, isolate yourself from the world and to protect yourself because I'm never going to do that again. And we so often, those moments, those negative impacts uh, as, as a child, a trigger happens as an adult and we go, those emotions go right back to when you were a child. It's like my client, he, he was talking about as we were discovering and peeling back the layers of his anxiety. And I, I like to do that. I like to kind of peel back the layers and, and try to find out where did this start? And then we can then uh, look at and address um, the anxiety from a much better angle. So as we pe- peeled back the layers of his anxiety and, and he uh, discovered that wow, this was a, this was a very impactful moment in my life. And I felt like I was the worst student ever that this teacher ever had in the entire uh, time. This teach this person was a teacher. He was certainly the worst student of the class. That's what he felt like. So when he made a mistake at work and he, uh, his boss talked to him, how do you feel like he felt at work? He felt like he was the worst employee of the company. See, those feelings were still there. The feelings of inadequacy and feeling like a failure. So 
as you are listening to this and you're thinking about your own life and, and maybe you are, you tend to have these feelings of feeling like a failure yourself, perhaps, perhaps there's something that happened when you were younger. Uh, or if you're listening to this and you are younger, younger than 25 and you struggle with feeling like a failure. It could have been something that your parents said or a grandparent or a significant other or someone in authority. And, and you're, you're saying, or you're thinking to yourself, yeah, that's happened. So I want to kind of normalize these feelings. First of all, that feeling like you're a failure at some point, everybody feels like they failed because no one's perfect. And that's, that's the struggle. Uh, when you compare yourself to everyone else around you and you look at someone else's life and you feel like, you know what, that person has it all together. (laughs) And I'm here to tell you that's not the case, but that's what your mind tends to tell you, right? When you make a mistake, you look at all the things that everyone else is doing right. And you're looking at yourself and what you did and all the things you did wrong. And then you're on this you put yourself on this scale and you're way, way, way down. Uh, and everybody else is way, way up. And perhaps some of you maybe have a hard time making friends because of that. Or uh, wanting to take the risk of finding a friend. Because you isolate yourself because you allow the fear of failure and the anxiety that comes with it you, you, you kind of put yourself in this box and you don't want anyone else around you. Not because you don't want them. In fact, most people who have this fear of failure and anxiety uh, are desperately lonely and they desperately want friends and relationships, but their fear of failure is so strong that they tend to avoid situations that will put him in a, in that place of making a mistake and feeling like a failure as if somehow the universe is trying to prove that you are a failure. So what do you do? What do you do when you, you can say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like that, that person who uh, struggles um, that you were talking about. And, and when he was in a child and at school, I'm like that person. What do you do? Uh, I mean, it's one thing to recognize it and recognize that you have this fear of, of feeling like a failure or, or maybe believing that you're a failure. But what do you do about it? Well, what you don't want to do, you don't want to try to avoid it and, and, and just hope that it goes away because it won't go away. I I know this is not what you want to hear. I know people want to hear, uh, if you make it to 45, these problems go away. I wish it worked that way, but it doesn't. No, you can try to avoid it and try to pretend, but it's still going to be there. So what do you do about it? Well, I would encourage you to address it. And if it's severe, now I don't know how severe it is for you, but if it's severe and severe would be, uh, the, the fear of failure, keeping you from um, having relationships, um, go, uh, uh, going to work, 
uh, maybe you're completely avoiding conflict, then you may want to talk to a therapist. Uh, and, and the good thing is you can find a therapist and it doesn't have to last a long time uh, because a therapist will help you peel back those layers and, and help you kind of focus on, on, uh, on where it's rooted. And then at, once you find out where it's rooted, then you can work on, um, you know, healing from it. So some of you may need to find a therapist to help you do that. Others of you, it may not be as severe, but it's still there and you don't like it, that part of about you. And maybe it takes you weeks uh, and weeks to overcome that fear of failure again uh, to get through it. And, and maybe it just, maybe it will help you to talk to a friend and be vulnerable with that friend. And boy, I'll just stop here for a second. It, it can be very difficult to be vulnerable with anybody. Because you have to then open up and talk about your weaknesses. And that's, again, that, that false sense of, I have to appear perfect. And nobody feel is perfect, right? Nobody is perfect. But it's that sense of, I can't open up, I can't be vulnerable, because someone else will see the real me. And if they see the real me, then they're going to get me out of their life. And that's a terrible place to be. And that's a false place to be because an authentic relationship is talking about your weaknesses and it's the other person accepting you for who you are with your weaknesses and all. And you do the same with your friend. And so I just want to encourage you. The best thing you can do is talk about it. Find someone that you can trust, find someone that you can open up to. Uh, and if that, if you don't, I can't, if you can't think of somebody, then, then look for a therapist, uh, or, or even a, a coach, uh, like a life coach can help you, uh, get through it. And, and, you know, it doesn't have to be a long, a lot of sessions and, and, uh, long, complicated, drawn out, uh, therapy sessions. It, it could be a matter of just a, a few sessions, uh, like the client I was talking about, it wasn't that long. Uh, but it was very impactful. You, you don't have to have a long therapy sessions to be very impactful. You just have to kind of zero in and target the main core issue of the struggle, and then you can address it. So those are the things I would encourage you to do. Either talk to a therapist or talk to a friend, a trusted friend, uh, someone that you can um, open up to. Uh, and as you face your fear, as you admit your fear, uh, then you become the one that's in control. Because if you allow your fear of failure to control you, you're going to be miserable. Even if it fades away after a while, something else along, along the line is going to happen again and you're going to be triggered all over again. So when you expose that fear and you address it and work on it, then you start to heal from it. And I'm not going to promise you it's going to go away completely. But I will promise you, if you really work on it and address it, it'll go better and you'll get stronger for it. And as you get stronger in that area, you'll be stronger in so many other areas in your life. Your confidence will get stronger. Your uh, just, just a whole thought process will get stronger. And that's what I want for you. And I know so many of you, and I don't care, I don't care 
how wealthy you are. I don't care where you live, what country you live, or it doesn't matter. This fear of failure is strong, and it doesn't matter the type of person um, as far as your status goes. Because I know that even the most wealthiest person that you can think of or the person that you think is the most successful has struggles. And I can tell you, I have talked to many, many successful people in my practice over the years. And they struggle with some of the same things that you do. Because they're human, they're people, right? It's how you handle these situations that will make you overcome them or be succumbed by them. And I want you to live a free, happy life or at least a strong life because lots of things, like I said, I, if you can enjoy life, even in the midst of struggle, you're a strong person. And I think you're stronger than you give yourself credit for. I think you're stronger. Uh, I think you have gone through a lot if you really resonated with this, then you have had a lot of things happen in your life and you have overcome them. You're an overcomer. <laughs> I like that term overcomer and you'll continue to get strong. And, uh, I just, I want you to have some hope and know that, um, as you get stronger, you'll be able to help other people. Because really, that's that's what we all want, right? We we want to be able to help other people. That's really the innate we want to, uh, our innate desire is, or at least most people, is to help others. So if you struggle in an area and you get stronger and you learn and grow from it, then you can help somebody else who has gone through or going through the same thing. And that's how you can pass it on and pay it forward. You can be uh, that the the help, the source of help uh, to someone else who struggles because you've been there and you can get through it. So uh, I, I just I again, I appreciate you for for listening to this. And if it's resonated with you, if this is something that uh, maybe you want to learn more about, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, you can find me at on Twitter or, or just about anywhere, Facebook. You can email me. You can send me an email at john at johncordray.com. Uh, so I, my mission is I want to help you. I, I want to encourage you. Uh, I got vid- have videos on my YouTube channel as well. So those are uh, some of the things that I want to continue, um, what I can do to help. And I need you as my listener uh, to, to let me know how I can help. And maybe you have a, a topic that you want me to address. I would love to do that. Uh, just reach out to me and let me know. And uh, I'm hoping to eventually have some guests on too, maybe some guest therapists, and we can talk about some other things as well as you can, as you can get some feedback from, from others who are in the field. Uh, perhaps I'll even interview some people who are struggling. Uh, I would like that. Um, so if that's something that you might be interested in and, and uh, coming on the show and uh, talking about uh, your struggle, I'd keep everything anonymous, obviously. 
Uh, but if you want to, because that's something that you want, maybe might help somebody else, let me know. Uh, that's, that's what I want. So I appreciate you. And I, I really thank you again for listening uh, to the Mental Health Today show. My name is John Cordray. And I am, uh, like I said, a board certified counselor. And I want to help you in your journey with mental health. And I hope you all the best. All right. Until next time. Thank you and God bless. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.